Hello and welcome to this week's Acting Out podcast. Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Acting Out podcast. Now, the main uh, reason for doing the podcast is to uh, give people an opportunity to hear the monologues that we did in the summer. Um, the 25, the decriminalisation monologues, which were um, written and performed to mark the 25th anniversary of decriminalisation of homosexuality in Ireland. Um, and more of that later, but to get you in the mood and to tell you more about acting out and how it started and uh, what's kind of planned for the future. I'm delighted um, to say that uh, our first podcast will feature a shortish interview uh, with Howard Lodge, who is the Artistic Director of Acting Out. And I'll be talking to him about how um, Acting Out got started uh, how it actually appears in one of the monologues um, that we'll be featuring on the show, and I'll be talking to him about that too. And after the interview with Howard, we'll play you an extract from uh, the first monologue, which we will broadcast to just to give you a taster uh, of what's to come. But first, here's me, uh, Sean Denyer, talking to Howard Lodge. So, Howard, welcome to the Acting Out podcast. Hello. And, well, to start off with, just tell us about how you got involved in theatre. Where did it all start? Well, I was always interested from being a small child in theatre, and I started going to drama classes. Um, and where was that? Because you're, you're not from Ireland originally. I'm not, no. I'm, I'm originally from a town called Hartlepool, which is in the northeast of England, kind of between Durham and Middlesbrough. OK, so you started going to classes. I started going to drama classes on a Saturday morning. I was about nine or ten, I would say, and got involved in a couple of productions, with the first one being The Wind in the Willows, in which I played Mr Mole. Um, and then from there, I um, joined the Hartlepool Youth Theatre and was with them for many years, up till I was about 18, um, before I went away to college. Uh, but you didn't go to do drama at college at first, is that right? That's right, yeah. I actually did a French and English degree. Right. And then trained as a nurse and then came back to drama much later in life, in my kind of late 30s, when I went back to university and did a performing arts degree. OK. Um, and... You've been in Ireland how long now? For 12 years. Okay. So, uh, talking about Acting Out, Acting Out is Dublin's LGBTQ uh, drama group, um, and we'll talk more about that. But how did that start? How did it first begin? Well, I moved to Dublin in 2008, so I had been in Ireland for a couple of years before I moved to Dublin. And when I moved to Dublin, I realised that there was actually no specific LGBT drama group and having always been interested in community drama that being one of the main focuses of the performing arts degree that I did I thought well here's a gap in the market I'll set up a community LGBT drama group uh, and you uh, you ran out of the outhouse, is that, that's correct, isn't it? And what was their what was their kind of attitude when you first approached them? Oh, they were delighted. They're they're very supportive and they're they're happy to uh, accommodate all kinds of groups that would help to expand the horizons of the LGBT community and and give a higher profile to the LGBT community. 
And uh, you started small, I guess. We did, yes. Two or three members for the first few weeks, um, which was hard going, but great fun. And then once the word kind of got around, um, more and more members joined the group and it expanded from there. And obviously uh, the group's work has got uh, more well-known and kind of recognised kind of over the years too. And in fact, uh, you won the Gala Award for Irish Arts and Literature uh, last year, I believe. That's right, yeah. We were delighted to win that. Um, A lot of hard work had gone before it, so we were delighted to have that recognised by the LGBT uh, community as a whole. Great, well well done. Um, So you've done dozens of shows by now. Um, What ones stand out for you and to the why? Well, we have done a lot of shows um, and like a varied mix of shows. So some have come from scripted, existing scripted pieces. Some have been designed. Uh, devised, sorry, by the company um, through improvisation and uh, devising. Um, and for me, the standout ones would be the f- one of the first ones that we ever devised was called Murder in the Molly House, um, which involved a lot of really great characterization and involved the use of the outhouse as the acting performing space, the whole of the outhouse, so from the upstairs rooms to the downstairs rooms. It was um, what you would call a promenade performance. Um, And moving from that, um, we did a a fantastic play called The Three Trials of Oscar Wilde, um, which was a mini triumph because it was um, like going through the war, really, to, (laughs) to rehearse it. And following on from that, from the same author... Um, we did the Laramie Project, which is also a fantastic piece of theatre. And then perhaps our most ambitious project to date would have been um, last year when we did uh, a musical called The Paradise, um, using the songs of a, um, an electro-pop band called Eden. Yeah, and we're having Mark Power from Eden on a kind of subsequent show, in fact. Great stuff. Uh, now this year, uh, kind of one of the things you've done um, was uh, the uh, twenty-five, the decriminalisation monologues, um, which right. uh, you did to uh, mark the twenty-fifth anniversary um, of the decriminalisation of homosexuality in Ireland, and these are really going to be the main parts of our uh, podcast program because yeah. we're going to broadcast all four monologues over the over the subsequent weeks just tell me uh, a bit about that project well as you say they were called the decriminalization decriminalization 25 monologues um, and that is because um, 2018 was actually the 25th anniversary of the decriminalization of homosexuality in Ireland and we thought as an LGBT drama group, it was important to mark that anniversary in some way. And what Acting Now is very good at is storytelling and using um, the art as a platform to tell LGBTQ stories um, from group perspectives, from individual perspectives. And we thought that perhaps using the words of four people and their experiences as LGBTQ people in Ireland over the course of the years would be a very interesting take. And you actually commissioned several writers to to write the pieces. We did, yes. We did, yes. We had um, uh, three different writers. Including me. 
including yourself. Would you like me to name the other two? The lovely Simon Murphy and the lovely Colette Cullen. Um, and you uh, performed in one of them, or you're performing in one of them. That's right, I did. Uh, tell us about that piece. Well, my piece is called A Special Friend, and it is about um, a guy from a not dissimilar background to my own who meets an Irish man whilst he is living in London and subsequently moves to Ireland um, in the days before homosexuality was decriminalised. And um, it's it's an insight into how he was treated, basically, as somebody who had no legal rights as someone's partner. That's very good. You, you were very good not giving away any spoilers, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so... In terms of what's next for the group, what, what have you got coming up now? Well, we've just started a new term. So the fir- um, the, in the lead-up to Christmas, we'll be, we'll be rehearsing some short pieces which we'll do as a, a showcase for Christmas. It's always great fun, and it means that the whole of the group, which is quite large now... Um, yeah, how many are there? Well, we have anything upwards of 15 to 25 members... It's a bit of a revolving door. Sometimes people, uh, sometimes people come and go. Um, they might sit a season out and then they might return. And then we get newcomers, which is great. So um, those kind of numbers. So you're right. looking at quite a large group. So yes, we're going to do some kind of showcase for Christmas. Right. Okay. And you've quite done short plays quite often, um, which is they're not seen that much in a sort of Irish context. The short play, although in in the states it's like it's like a big thing, and they have whole short play uh, kind of festivals. What, what's the attraction of doing short plays for you? Well, it means that if you have a large group, everybody can be involved because if you have numerous scenes, then you have numerous characters. Yeah, because I suppose most full-length plays only have half a dozen characters at most, don't they? So Exactly, and if we did that all the time, then we'd, we'd a lot of people would have to sit out those productions. Okay. And we like to bring everyone together at least once a year. And I suppose it also gives an opportunity for new writers, because like a 10-minute play is, um, is an easier thing to contemplate doing. Um, than to write like a full length. Exactly, and we can use existing uh, pieces of work and we can also ask people to write things, pieces specifically for the showcase, which is also great. Yes, I am often called on to do that, I have to say. Um, Okay, um, so that's for Christmas. And have you got anything planned for next year yet? Well, hopefully we're going to do a play called... Am I allowed to say? I think you're allowed to say. Okay, called Casa Valentina. You might change your mind, of course. I might change my mind, but um, at the moment, um, the plans are that we do a play called Casa Valentina, which is a a two-act play, which is um, a really nice piece of theatre, which I actually saw in San Francisco, Francisco, that's right. Um, And it's very interesting and very entertaining. Uh, okay, um, and well, I, I, I guess uh, you wouldn't agree with um, there not being a need for LGBTQ uh, kind of drama. Um, but why do you think it's still needed? I mean, haven't we uh, more or less kind of achieved sort of equality these days? Is there really any need for LGBTQ uh, stories on a stage done by the LGBTQ? community well yes i think there is because i think once you have a profile you have to maintain that profile um 
and a lot of people probably wouldn't have access to any kind of insight into the LGBT community um, if it weren't for people telling stories and portraying those stories in some whatever means, whether it's theatrically or whether it's through film or television or anything like that. I think visibility is very important and um, that we believe that is the way forward. I guess you're also reclaiming history in some way. I suppose we are, and maintaining history and reminding ourselves from of where we came from and the struggle that has gone on to actually get there. Okay, Howard, thanks very much. And uh, we, uh, we look forward to hearing the kind of monologues over the next few weeks. Um, so thanks for being with us. Thank you. And a big thank you to Howard Lodge, Artistic Director of Acting Out, for being with us today. Our next podcast will be the first in our 25 The Decriminalisation Monologue series, which we were talking about uh, before with Howard. The first of these is called The Special Friend and is written uh, by myself, Sean Denyer, and features Leslie Ann Riley uh, in the lead role, the only role, in fact. Um, the piece is set in the 1970s and is about... Uh, Moira, a civil servant, who is planning to go for promotion uh, to a a more senior job in the civil service in which she works. Um, But she finds that there is a very significant potential barrier. So here's a clip of the piece just to give you um, an idea. uh, And hopefully you'll listen to it uh, kind of when it's broadcast shortly. It was a week before the assistant principal interview and I was just going through my mail, of which there was a ton, when I opened something from the internal mail. I knew it was from someone inside the building because it was one of those envelopes where there's lots of lines in front of it and you just scribble out the person before and then you write who you want to send it to. We got loads of them every day, so I opened it without a thought. But on it was just one sentence, typed... I know what you are. That was it. I know what you are. You've been listening to the Acting Out podcast. If you'd like to know more about what we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at Acting Out Group or on our Facebook page or go to our website www.actingoutgroup.com. Music for the podcast was by Eden and the show was produced by Sean Denyer.